The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. So touch is special, right? First of all, it's bi-directional. We already talked about this. It's also um, intentional and committing and invasive. So you know, me talking to you, that's pretty okay. But the moment I start touching you, that's like, ooh, what's going on, right? It'll feel a little weird. So we're crossing a boundary with touch among people that's very well established and different in different cultures. That we, uh, and so when a system starts touching you, it's also something that you will be very aware of and that can feel sort of intrusive, right? Much more so than the system beeping at you or, or give, showing you something on a display. Uh, it, at the same time, is very expressive, right? So we can touch somebody on the arm in like, you know, 10 different ways. One means, you know, go away. The other one means, hey, I'm sorry and I feel with you. So there's a lot of emotional um, load in there. Um, then touch has much more parameters than just you know, the force with which, I'm with, it, with which I'm touching. So if a system touches me, it touches me with a particular force, but it could also create, uh, a, certain, it could create a certain texture for me to explore. It could feel rough or smooth. Uh, it could give me feedback as a temperature. This actually work for heat displays, so a system that when you get an important uh, text message, your phone gets hot in your pocket, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, moisture is also something we can detect with touch. So there's lots of different uh, levels here. We have bad absolute resolution, but very good relative resolution, like with many of our senses. And um, there are many reasons why we touch. We touch to do things, like I need to touch this button to press it. We touch to probe, to find out where is the button to explore an interface? We touch to fidget because we're nervous. You're holding you know, this thing there in your hand, playing with it, because you know, that's sort of a distractor. Um, we touch to communicate. We reach over and touch somebody else. Um, we touch to verify whether something hap is like it is. So I can reach into my pocket and make sure that the mute button is you know, off right now and not mute it by just touching that control and feeling it. Um, we touch for enjoyment, so you know, a well-designed uh, uh, whatever device, like you know, this, this remote might just feel nice to touch and explore. Um, and we, tried, we, we touch to connect to other people. Right? So there is a lot of stuff going on. At the same time, there are a lot of inhibitions about touch. Right? It may feel too intimate for people. It may feel forbidden. Uh, it may suggest that pain is possible. Like, I can't really hurt you while I'm over here, but I can hurt you when I'm holding your arm. Right? Um, it may feel dirty because, you know, germs and, oh my God, I'm going to die and diseases. Uh, so uh, we have all these things that are all in there when you design touch. And as, as technically oriented people, we tend to forget about these aspects, but they're very important to consider when you're designing uh, haptic uh, output. So touch provides information, right? What kind of information does it provide? You can assess the properties of something. You can verify completion. When you lock your bike, you know, you may just push that bike lock in or make sure that the key uh, is in the lock correctly. Uh, you can monitor activity or progress on something using it, um, like holding your hand on, on your CD drive to make sure it's still spinning. You build mental models for invisible systems, right? So, uh, when I press buttons on this remote here, I have a mental image of a little plate here with four buttons. By pressing and operating it, I build a model of how this thing works inside. It might be correct or not, but that's my model of it. 
Um, we also use it to judge others, right? So touch is also when somebody gives your, you know, your hand and it feels like a dead fish. You think, ah, oh, that's a, you know, that's a wussy. So um, there's all these things that we associate with it. Touch can help us with this complex interfaces. So if you've got lots of buttons to explore on here, you know, these, there's, there's a reason why some of these buttons are, have little dents and others are sticking out. So we can find them more easily. Um, and we have muscle memory with touch, right? So I can actually use this uh, you know, remote without really having to look at it because the combination of muscle memory and touch to explore and probe allows me to find the right buttons that I'm looking for. So quick exercise here. Think about this. When you, when you touch these different materials, what makes them feel different? What are some of the aspects that make them feel different? Let's hear it. The texture. Texture, okay. So whether the surface is smooth or, or rough. Okay, what else? The hardness. Yes, whether they are give, they have, there's a give, and whether that give is elastic, so it springs back, or whether it, you, know, you can dent it and it stays back, or whether it's just hard to begin with. What else? Yeah? The temperature. Temperature, yeah. Touch a piece of metal. You know, we've all done this. Is this really metal or is it plastic? You touch it and you kind of know. Um, anything else? Yeah? Well, you can't explore that by touch, though. <laughs> uh, that'd be pretty cool if you have, like, you know, color touch. Um, but especially these questions of temperature, surface friction, um, and, and elasticity versus um, rigidity, um, are all things we find out by touching different materials. So if we can design these, maybe, in a device that can give us this feeling when we explore to touch, that would be pretty cool. Um, so we've, we've mentioned all those. Some, there, there is a variety of things, uh, of research out there that is beginning to create haptic feedback of, of a variety of sorts. So for example, one that I really enjoyed was creating feedback using just electrostimulation. It was basically just a field of tiny electrodes on about a, a, you know, a postage stamp size. Um, and you could move your finger across it and by giving you tiny little shocks really, it felt as if you were actually feeling um, a, a ridge on that surface, on that flat surface. So uh, that was just a demo at Kai this year in our activity. Um, so there's a lot of interesting ways to provide touch feedback that don't always have to involve mechanically moving big things, right? This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.